Who's your daddy? Boom! We are off with another episode of Booze Your Daddy, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Snyder, and I am here with a special guest today. For the first time ever, somebody has requested to come on this show and to remain anonymous, which I find absolutely hysterical, and I will honor their wishes. Some of my friends are clearly going to know who this is, but we'll get into a code name, which I have all planned later. Say hello, special guest. Hello. How are you? <laughs> this reminds me of that, like, what was that, like, late 70s show where it was like, and door number three, please say hello to the contestant. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. I'm trying to guess. Yeah. 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 Guess oh, no, 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 no. That was a different show. Try to guess was like, this is your life, which, by the way, this is getting into, like, our parents' generation of door number three. Do you know who this is? Like, uh... Uh, touched you special places when you were little. It's like, is that grandpa? <laughs> grandpa, is that you? <laughs> yeah, this would be more like, this is the guy everyone blames for it. He's the boogeyman, the boogeyman. Well, we were talking before we started recording about what we should be calling you. Now, I didn't tell you this, but I threw it out to the masses because I thought we need to get a good code name in there. So I talked to the people that know you very well, that I'm very close with, and we came up with a nice little list. Ready? I'm ready. The captain... Which I thought, like, okay, you know, he, he's been a captain of things over the years. Somebody said, El Presidente. True. Which, that would work, except, you know, the whole barstool thing, like they call Portnoy El Presidente. So I was like, eh, I'm not doing that. That's just ridiculous. Not, not, not quite at that level, unfortunately. Somebody said, call him Pablo. No, 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 call him Escobar. No, 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 call him Pablo <laughs> Escobar. Which yeah. I didn't quite understand what that even meant. I was like, I don't know. Like, is he Colombian that I didn't know of? I don't know. Maybe because we've spent some time in Colombia. You know, maybe that could be. Here's a good one. Just go completely off the rails, no pun intended, and call him Jason Graydon. <laughs> That's, oh my, I mean, where do we even start with that? <laughs> you, you ruined my first meeting. You ruined my first meeting. And then I heard... Something we actually did call you throughout the years in college was the general, which I thought that was pretty applicable because you were generally the leader of what was about to happen, good or bad. True. But my favorite, and I think the one we're going to be going with, is the Grim Reaper. That's, <laughs> I, I can even guess who suggested that. That's pretty funny. The Grim uh, Reaper maybe- is really good because you were always the bringer of death to whatever the experience was, not actual death. But sure enough, the cops would come, you know? That's true. People certainly felt that way the next day. But I, or, of course, to many lobsters in, in the Berkshires, as, oh. as, as you have experienced. There's nothing I love more than killing and cooking lobsters. I think that might be the first time I've ever watched somebody murder something. And I mean that in like the literal sense, not like, oh, he murdered that pussy the other day. But like, actually, you know, we went up recently and we got a lobsters, fresh lobsters. And I watched you put a knife through several, five, I think. No, six lobsters' heads. Very humanely. I respected that. Other than, because I think throwing them in the pot is pretty messed up. Yeah, it is. I mean, I thought that was the right way to do it. Kill them first and then cook them. But uh, it was definitely fun. It was great to see you guys, too. Between the, you know, the COVID lockdown and everything else, it's great to be able to get away and see kind of the old gang where I'm living now. It's, uh, you know, a little bit farther south and from all you guys. So it's always good to see the, the original gang. 
uh, up close and personal for a weekend without any distractions. The OG gang, if you will. Seriously, it was. It had been a while. It was a lot of fun. It was good times. You know, my biggest complaint of the weekend, which I think we kind of addressed as far as going away with some guys during COVID, was the amount of fallen soldier beers that we had was downright embarrassing because every time we'd crack a beer, you put it down, we'd walk away, you come back, you're like, hmm, was that my beer or am I about to get COVID from somebody? I'm just going to grab another one. Yeah, that's so true. And then everyone also, I remember we set up beer pong table, like, oh, let's play beer pong, old school. And then I think after one game, everyone was like, no, I, I think this is probably not the smartest thing. Everyone's going to, if one of us has COVID, we're all going down. Uh, yeah, that, probably that, regardless, but uh, there were a lot of fallen soldiers, especially the next day. Here's something that I've realized in the last couple of weeks because I've been doing like football Sundays with my friends and I happen to have a koozie or three because people have given me them. I'm not a koozie guy. I think you're a real wimp. If you can't finish a beer in the time that it goes from cold to lukewarm, like you shouldn't be drinking the beer. I just don't use koozies, but because I have them and I've been drinking on a rooftop watching football with my friends, I just throw it on there because it's a Ravens koozie. Why is, might as well be obnoxious. I was thinking if we do this trip again, we just go koozies and that is a very easy way of taking care of that problem. That's true. And identifying who's leaving them out. I mean, I know there were a lot of, I mean, look, even White Claws, I was drinking White Claw, like a 14 year old girl. Still, I mean, the next day they were all over the place. And then half of them, I think the other thing that was going on Given certain people we had up there who were smoking, you know, who will smoke a carton of camels in like an hour, you you didn't you didn't know which which cups had been ashed in or which you know oh. which cans had been ashed in, and it was just at some point it's like ah fuck it, just crack open another one. Yeah, but, I've uh, done that before. I've definitely like grabbed a can before, and you're like, oh, that is that is pretty ashy. Is that a smoked ash. porter, or did I just drink a cigarette? And then you realize you drank a cigarette. You drank a cigarette. Yes, it, it's happened for the best of us. You know the gist of the show is we generally start off drinking, and I've been out having margaritas, but I'm still going to have a craft beer. And you said you've already had a couple of beers, so you're pretty liquored up. I'm good. I'm just drinking Stella, sitting here simply. Now, it's nice. To anybody that thinks they're clever, because we do put all of our episodes on YouTube, it is Booze Your Daddy, you can't go on YouTube for this episode, we are not doing video for this, so you're just going to have to identify me and identify the Grim Reaper by their voice, and probably some clues we drop along the way, but you are missing out on two things. One, my beautiful, beautiful new apartment that I'm going to be living in coming up next year, as I slowly transition into a woman, into a New Jersey resident. <laughs> I'm sure the Grim Reaper here can take a look. It's a lovely kitchen that I'm sure. Very nice. I'm very fancy, nice. fancy. Yeah, I, I tell you, this is a beautiful, beautiful apartment that is four times larger than anything I've ever lived in in New York City, <laughs> including when I had three roommates. So it's definitely a big step up. But the other thing here is I'm drinking another Bolero Snort Brewery. This is like my fourth freaking beer that I've had from this place. And every time I go to this brewery to a beer store, I just see a can and go, that is amazing. It has like newspaper logo on it. It's got a lot of interesting stuff going on. If you listen to a couple episodes back, there was one that I had called One Hoof in Front of the Other. And it looked like somebody got a paintball gun and just went ga, 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 all over this beer can, which is a great throwback to the time that we went paintballing. Yes, we have been... <laughs> That's a great story. I mean, I, I, I think, well, we've gone a few times. You're talking about the Deep Creek? The Deep Creek one uh, where there Deep were Creek. three trips to the hospital in one weekend where 30 guys were staying in the house. That was, yeah, and I'm still, I still feel the effects of that, uh, my poor ankle. Um, that, you know, was so great about that. First of all, 
you know, we rent this house and we go out to Deep Creek Lake. And I think, you know, I've been a couple of years out of college and, and organized it. And uh, we had, I don't know, 30 to 40 guys in one house, no women, which is always right there. You know, that's, that's super dangerous. Everyone's going to get out of hand. Everyone partying way too much. Yeah. And then someone brought up a pair of boxing gloves. I, I don't remember who. And then people started pairing off and fighting. And the next thing you know, I think I went down first, you know, in, in a fight and felt my ankle pop. And I thought I was fine. And I was so drunk that I just, I think what the person I was fighting, you know, was very nice, carried me to bed, put me down. And then I, and then, and I was like, oh, I sprained my ankle. I'm fine. And I woke up the next morning and I just couldn't move. I was in so much pain. The, I mean, are we naming people here? You, just, like, you say what you want to say. I mean. Yeah. So, well, all right. So Ricky, our mutual friend, Ricky. Who I was, you know, we started boxing. Ricky started fighting one of the younger guys who, you know, I'm friendly with. I thought it was kind of an unfair match. And I was like, all right, you know, and he, he kind of hit him pretty hard. And I was like, all right, tough guy, you know, you want to fight, fight me. And then it just got out of hand. And I think we fell to the ground and I felt my ankle go. But the next morning I wake up and just couldn't move. I was in so much pain. I was like, oh shit, I think I definitely broke this. And Ricky, God bless him, you know, good guy, helped basically pick me up, put me in the car. And then as we're getting in the car, we see another guy getting carried out who is just like, Alan, he's just standing there. Like he wasn't doing anything. And someone jumped from the loft, the second floor on top of him. Like he wasn't doing anything. It was Eugene. I remember yeah, this. Yeah, that's right. Eugene he was just, doing like MMA at this point and went for a double leg takedown on somebody that was, I think like looking up at the ceiling or something and just. That's right. Doing nothing. Like he's nothing. the nicest kid. Alan, he's the nicest kid in the world. His name is not Alan, Alan me. Just so everybody listening to this knows, yeah, we are not talking about Alan Snyder. We're talking about a completely different Alan who is way nicer of a person. Totally different Alan. So Alan was like the nicest kid in the world. Like just standing there doing nothing, watching this madness. People are partying, doing God knows what shooting each other with paintballs, pairing off and fighting. He's just standing there and Eugene lands on top of him and blows out his ACL. <laughs> you know, so we go to the hospital, we drive up the next day and it was funny because it was, I, the nurse or whatever was like, what the fuck is going on? Because <laughs> it's just like, it's like triage. Like I'm in there. I ended up having to have, I don't know, three surgeries. I think it was three. I had to get the screws in. And the funny story about that is I get the screws put in and then I have the second surgery to get the screws out. Well, after the first surgery, Ricky calls me like I was I was in the hospital recovering, whatever, for, for a few hours. And Ricky calls me and he's like, hey, you know, and he was the one I was fighting. So he obviously I think felt bad. Of course. He's like, hey, are you, you know, how you doing? You feeling OK? And I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm on the way over. I'm going to finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. And then uh, my my ride home, I mean, at the time. God, what was I? I was like 25. And I, I, I had to have a, a mutual, we're not going to name him, but a, a mutual friend who you would know had a, was supposed to pick me up from the hospital because I was like, single at the time. Didn't have a ride back I, and the hospital wouldn't let me take a cab. And, he, and my ride shows up. I guess he was just like ripping bong hits the whole day. Uh, okay. <laughs> he just shows up high as shit. Yeah, so I'm in the backseat of his car. He can't fucking drive straight. And uh, <laughs> like, like, I have like my leg. I'm in so much pain. Wait, was it your right uh, leg or left leg? It was my left leg. My, my right, so drive leg. home, pussy. I don't want yeah, to hear this. I, you know what? I know. I know. Different, different time. Yeah, that was a great trip. The Deep Creek. And the best one, of course, we were, you know, banned. Whoever was on that list, who, I think my name was on it and some other people's. Uh, we lost the security deposit. There were paintballs all over. We had broken. I remember someone punched a hole in the wall and we were moving the artwork in the house to cover the holes. That is the I mean, part of the story like, I actually tell regularly where I'm like, oh, we did a fraternity union trip. The best part of this trip was there was a hole in the wall and somebody just moved a picture and covered it and they go, did they ever find out? I'm like, I don't think so. No, no, they never did. They were more <laughs> upset about 
about the fact that the whole house was lit up with paintballs or <laughs> like the carpet. And I remember guys were getting drunk and then running and people were hanging over the balcony, like shooting, shooting at them. It was like, Hey, how, how many paintball shots can you take? Uh, Do you not remember people just openly pissing off of a balcony indoors onto a carpet? I don't remember that, but I, none of that, <laughs> that place, I was the one who had to deal with the aftermath of that. And like, as always, like I'm, you know, Baba Yaga, I'm the boogeyman. I'll the boogeyman. The boogeyman. I'll organize it all. And then I'm always there and nothing, you know, it's so funny. You know, obviously I was the one who always got blamed for everything. You know, if, if anything spun off the rails, you know, this happened, that happened, especially the girlfriends, the guys would always, you know, everyone could always blame me. And it's funny how things never change. Like even now, as old as we are, if something goes wrong, and I, I can be in like, you know, uh, Asia and a guy can get into trouble at a strip club in New York and somehow it's my fault. <laughs> the know? Grim Reaper. Like, I, I am calling up the general right now because it's definitely his fault. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's always what happened. But uh, yeah, those, those trips were great. I mean, we had that one. We had the one in West Virginia, the, the whitewater rafting trip, which was yes. a lot of fun. I want to uh, get into the whitewater rafting trip just because I have something funny, but I haven't had a chance to crack my beer. So cheers to you, my friend. Go for it. You too, buddy. Good. Yamas. The West Virginia trip was a crazy one where we went camping somewhat before I graduated. And we had four whitewater rafting boats that we went. I remember two things from that trip that really stick out. The first one was we all got so messed up and we started cooking all this burgers and food and everything. And we had no patience whatsoever. I remember eating raw hamburgers and then vomiting all night. Like That's wh- disgusting. Whoever was yeah. in charge of cooking that weekend did not do a good job, which is maybe why subconsciously I like being the cook when I go away. Although I definitely trust you. The other thing was and. We had four boats, four rafts going down this whitewater rafting. And I've done some whitewater rafting in like Vermont and some places up north. It doesn't come close to what we experienced in West Virginia. Yeah, that was that, that, that's no bullshit. I mean, we were, we were on New River and they were class four or class five rapids. It was for real time. class four, class four. Like, I, you yeah. know, we have a joke in our friends group where we go down this one river. We've done it a couple of times. And one of my friends' name is Judith. I'll call her a friend for the sake of this podcast. They had this little rapid that was called Judy's Hole. And people tend to get stuck in Judy's Hole. And we made our jokes as it was. <laughs> but when I tell you, like, we had a couple of little, like, we, oh no. Yeah. Hey. The trip that we went to West Virginia, one we were going down rapids, and then every boat would pull over to the side and wait for the other boats. I'm going to keep saying boats. I don't care. Rafts to come down. Right. And you would literally look and see them. They had the ropes like ready to throw to people. And I remember every boat made it down safe except, except for mine. <laughs> yep, except mine. And you want to know why? Uh, yeah, and you want to know why? I, that was no accident. I mean, my boat had the collection of the biggest assholes, of course, in the group. And it was a bunch of guys from New York and Jersey. And we're with this, like, you know, just hick from West Virginia who had just had enough. Like, he was our guide steering in the back. And I tell you, we were in the boat and we're watching all the other boats before us maneuver around this big rock, like without an issue. The first boat goes to the left. The second boat goes to the right. This, this motherfucker just steers us right into it. Woo! Like, we we go right down the middle! It. We go yeah. to Mexico! I mean, he, yeah, he knew. He knew exactly what he was doing. And we <laughs> hit that thing, and we, I was scared shitless. I mean, I'll admit it, because you hit the water, and it was just like, zoom. Like, you just got sucked under. And then you, and I tried swimming for a second, and I was like, no. Like, you, I'm either going to pop up or I'm not. And, like, eventually, obviously, we did. And the funniest thing is I remember looking up, and our guy, my rep, Brad, you know, who, who at the time, you know, now he's lost like 200 pounds. Giant Korean guy. And he had this bright pink helmet on. And all I saw was 
like smiling Korean face and this pink helmet just floating down, floating down the river. Uh, I was in like a total panic and he was totally at peace. He was just like, yeah, that happens. Dude, that guy, he flipped us on purpose. I mean, he abs- we were like busting each other's balls and there was a lot of, you know, it, it, it just sounded like an, it, what it was, a group of obnoxious 20-year-old kids from New York and New Jersey. And he, there's no doubt. I mean, he steered us right into that rock. Like we were like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I um, remember seeing your face specifically and Bovi's face of like, you know, we all joke around like, oh, whatever. But like the truth is, is everybody always thinks they're a tough guy until like the person pulls you over in an alley and it's like, hey, man, give me your effing money. Like you guys right. were like this, we could, I mean, you didn't think you were actually going to die. But the two of you, I remember looking out and being like, you guys were swimming for your life at that point because you, I mean, they were class four, real class five rapids and you guys were like somebody fucking save me right now like i do not want to be in the water right now yeah there was nothing there was no swimming like that's the thing and i remember that no you went where the water took you there was no yeah there was no swimming it was like especially when you went under that was like the scary part is you hit this we hit the we flipped into the boulder i remember like hitting it and then the second i hit the water you just got pulled under right and that was it it was just like hey i'm gonna pop up down the line or i'm not that was it but obviously everyone was okay and that was it was a great trip too because like the for the price and everything else they had like big spaghetti i don't know if you remember they did like the big spaghetti dinner at the end and they had a bunch of beer and uh we had brought i mean there was a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on but it was fun. extracurricular was activities extracurricular activities yeah that was that was fun i mean even not not as crazy as you know some of the some of the other trips but that's that hard one. To, it's hard to beat some of these other trips you know that was actually one of those times that you know jones who we're both good friends with who has since disappeared i keep in touch with him every now right. and then i have no idea how he convinced me but we actually that night when we were sitting around a campfire he goes hey let's take Schechter's car and go for a spin in the mud and i was like that sounds like a great idea right now and he grabbed the keys we drove and we did all these circles like it was freaking Talladega Nights and came back, Matt Schechter was as mad as he's That's hilarious. Like, I'm sure. Yeah. And I don't know if he remembers that, but like, I still feel really bad at how mad he was at me. Like I was, it was terrible. Well, you can't go drive. <laughs> a great story about that. I think it was my, it's about driving in the woods and doing donuts. It was, what was I, a junior, I think in college. And this I is get, the blue car, right? I get invited. Yeah. I had this like little, like old Acura Integra. I remember it. Six and, shift and, and everything. Right. So it was, look, not a car you're going to take off road i get invited to a new year's party from my old ra in, in elton at maryland was this the in, sga at, at, presidential in, the guy who didn't win the yeah the, yeah uh, i know yeah. that guy so so he has something and it's at his parents house his parents are home he's having a new year's party he's like hey come by i'm having a bunch of people over and we never when he was my ra we never got along uh, at all because i was uh just you know look i'm a handful. You? I, I was a difficult <laughs> resident there were a couple times you know he called the police i was chasing him with a taser and he so he has this new year's party and I go out and like, I was expecting it to be kind of low key because it was, it was a low key thing. Some of our guys were out there and everyone's drinking, whatever, have a couple drinks. Everyone is, you know, it wasn't anything like too crazy. And then I get this idea. I'm like, Hey, like we were in the woods in like a suburb of Philly. I'm like, Hey, let's go for a spin. Like you're saying to check this car. Let's like, let's go off road. Let's go off roading. Right. Let's just, let's just like see what we can do here. And we, I, one of our guys, our, our fellow friend, we'll call him Ryan. 
is in the car with me in the passenger side. And we're just like spinning around in the mud, having fun. And then all of a sudden, boom, just a crash. The airbags deploy. Oh. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I get out of the car. Ryan gets out of the car. He's okay. He's got a bloody nose. But we look at it. We're like, all right, look, it's, it's late at night. We're in the woods. We can't do anything about this now. No one got hurt. Like, fuck it. We'll come back to it in the morning. <laughs> we're just, we're not going to deal with this right now. And we go back to the party and we, <laughs> some other stuff goes on. And I wake up in the morning, wake up in the morning, come outside. And the, uh, my buddy who, who is, you know, it's his folks house. He comes outside and he's like, Hey, he, he wakes everyone up. He's like, who, there's a fucking car in front of my house, like totaled on my front lawn. <laughs> like we were, we, we, we were not off road in the woods. I hit the, an oak tree in his front lawn. It's from real. <laughs> And if I, if I had driven 10 feet to the left or right, I would have driven through his house. Oh, my <laughs> God. Right through his fucking house. Oh, and, and at the same time, so he, he pulls me aside. He's like, you know, because I think there was an issue. I'd gotten to kind of like a scuffle with someone. That I, I also hooked up with his cousin. Uh, there it is. That, that, and, and, and he walked in on it. And he was like, you come to my house. I invite you. You hook up with my cousin. You total your car on my front lawn. Like, you know, what the fuck's wrong with you? Get a hold of yourself. It what was, did you was, expect? Like, if you bring a pin pull to a china shop? Me. Like, come on. Don't, don't invite me. When but you the, bring but, the Grim Reaper to a party, if you think that the brownies are coming out of the oven on time, you are very wrong. That was, <laughs> and, you know, the, the weirdest part of <laughs> that's, that was – so, backstory. I mean, I was 20. I think it was 20, 21, but that was the, what was that? The third car I had totaled at that point. So I have to call my folks and I'm like, look, I totaled, I told my car and they're going to tow it back to New York. And again, I'm in Philly and my dad is obviously furious. And he's like, you're not, you're not, I'm not, you know, you're not taking the taxi home. You're not doing anything. You need to ride with that fucking tow truck. You're, you're driving back to New York with that, with that. Were car. you going to sit next to the tow truck guy or I, did, were you going to no. be in the actual car being towed? Listen, just listen to how, <laughs> this, this is how weird this story gets. So, all right. I apologize to my buddy's parents. I'm like, look, I'm sorry. I, I think we told them we went out for bagels in the morning and, and I lost control of the car in the rain right that was the story we came up with so okay. okay so we go so i have to now ride home with these tow truck drivers and of course you can imagine what these two guys are like um, these two you know big guys and i have to ride they don't have like it's a tow truck so i have to squish in between both of these guys <laughs> and ride from philly all the way to long island and we get through the city we're approaching manhattan and the guy and dude, the conversations were just so weird i mean these guys were both just lunatics it was such an awkward ride home for three hours and then they're like, hey, we got to make a stop. We, ha we have to deliver sand to a job site. So they like stop in Manhattan. It, no, not in Manhattan. It was in some shady, like we were in a, a bad fucking area. And they dropped my car. And then I have to ride with them to pick up sand to then go to a construction site. This turned into like a full like 24-hour affair. This and by great. The time, Your and father by the time, had to have been so happy because no, he had it, it no was, idea. Oh, yeah. And when we got back, I mean, I just, I just remember, I mean, look, it's not funny, but I thought it was really funny. When we get back, we're at the dealership. They dropped the car off or whatever, the, wherever the hell they told the car. And my mom is there just like crying. She's like, what's wrong with you? It was the third, <laughs> it was the third car I had totaled. Third car I had totaled in like two or three years. And it was, I don't know, I've had an interesting drive. That was the last uh, one though, right? You haven't had any other? No, I haven't. I haven't. I always say like when people ask me about, you know, if anyone says anything about a driving record, I'm like, hey, since I've been, you know, 22, 23, clean, no issues. But but before that. That's like, yeah, you know was... what? I haven't had gay sex since I'm 23. I'm totally straight at this there point. You, go. right? you know what? I guess, yeah, that's you know, whatever floats your boat. The first wow. one, I mean, this is kind of funny. I, I hit a, when I was like 18, um, this is karma. I was out and just like, just with someone I shouldn't have been out with. And I, I hit a, I'm 
kind of racing and screwing around with someone and just, I basically lose control and hit a parked car. And I get out of the car and this, I didn't have a cell phone at the time. I was 18. So I get out, hit a parked car. I'm like, oh shit. And the car, I remember, I don't know how I walked away from it because I, I mean, it was bad. I was driving really fast. I was racing and just hit this car. And I just remember smoke and I see, well, well, I get out of the car. I'm kind of dazed, but I see a payphone three blocks up the street. I'm like, all right, I'm going to walk to the payphone. I'm going to call. I wasn't going to call my folks. I was going to call my best friend from high school to come pick me up. And then a cop drives by and sees me and is like, oh, is that your car? I'm arresting you for leaving the scene of an accident. And I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Like, it's, I don't have a cell phone. What am I supposed to do? Just sit here like, oh, and, 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 not, and not go anywhere. The funny part about this story is so they take me to the police station. And I remember being handcuffed. The cop puts, first they go to search me and he puts his hand in my, le- in my right pocket, I have a fake ID. So oh. I'm, I'm freaking out, right? <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, these are the fake IDs you'd get in New York pre 9-11 before like they really cracked down. You go into any passport shop and it was like in the city and pay 40 bucks and it, it said New Hampshire and it had a hologram across it that said like authentic identification. Like, it was of, of Rhode fakest, Island probably. Of, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, New Hampshire. It was the fakest shit of all time. Yeah. And uh, the cop reaches in my left pocket and then like, and I put my hand in my right pocket where the ideas and i'm like oh see i don't have anything in here and he didn't search it luckily he never found it nice but the funny thing is it takes me back to the police station so i get handcuffed i'm handcuffed to a bench and like they're, they're calling my folks and then they're trying to process me but the computer freezes and i'm watching these it's like the scene from zoolander with like five monkeys trying to figure out how to get the files like the files are in the computer <laughs> you know, like none of them none of them know how to work this fucking thing i'm not an ambi turner like, i can't turn left and I'm just like, guys, I'm like, listen, restart it. Basically, they uncuff me so that I can fix the computer so that I can process myself. Oh, my <laughs> Basically God. Basically, to get out of the police station and then get picked up. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I just loved it. I would stay where like, all right, yeah, yeah, we'll uncuff you. We don't think you're dangerous, but we need you to fix this computer because we're fucking idiots. So, um, like, I, I can't verify some of these stories. Some of them I've been there for. You know, you kind of come off like me. Like you are the person who it's just it's you're always that guy. Like you if something is going to happen, hey, hey, Grim Reaper, we want some bagels for breakfast. Oh, no problem. I'll go get them. You show back up and you're like, you'll never guess what happened. Like you are always that guy, the boogeyman, right? No, and- yeah, but but it's well, first of all, I mean my buddy's from high I mean that was, you know, I was dealing with that shit for for I mean it was minor stuff too. It ended up getting dropped by the way, just for the record because it's like it's kind of asinine like for the record of the random person on my podcast okay yeah well i'm just saying it was not uh that that whole thing was just ridiculous but yeah no look all my my buddy at the time what was crazy was i did get to the phone and called my buddy who had actually drove by and he had been partying a little bit and always saw where police cars and he just like kept driving he's like i'm not getting out to get involved in all this like it's the last thing i need but no that stuff was and look the the story in pennsylvania i mean that's look that's people were there you can ask ryan oh wait 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 no i wasn't doubting you if anything i am here to blindly corroborate any story because anytime we've ever hung out it's always one of those nights it's always one of those let's go to a bar then it's a strip club and you know what would be a great idea at two o'clock in the morning let's go get a bunch of duck in chinatown and just no, that's exactly and you're I'm, that I'm guy. guy i you know i was i'm thinking about doing something different like career-wise and i was talking to these guys last week and we were joking went out for drinks and one of the guys is like you're the guy who's like you're like you're having dinner in you know wherever whatever city you're in and and then, you know, you have four or five drinks and you're like, hey, you know, let's get on a plane and go to Miami. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, wait, we can be in Miami in four hours. Let's yep. just do it. But that's, that's you, man. Look, that's I you. A hundred percent. But that's the way to live. I mean, you know, people can talk shit or say, oh, this is too crazy or, or that, especially when you start getting into like the spouses, the wives and the girlfriends and all that. You know, you got one life. You got only one, you know, you walk this earth one time. Like, why not? 
Like, why not rage every now and then? You know, you don't need to be, you know, wrecking cars and like, you know, doing horrible shit. But no, that's like immature yeah. 18 year old stuff. But, you know, I was on a train ride out to New Jersey today and some random dude sees my Maryland mask. I wear that all the time. My Raven shirt. He next day he goes, hey, man, or did you go to that Super Bowl? I'm like, no, but I watched it on TV. And next thing you know, he's telling me his life story where he was a really cool guy. His name was Tyler. Super cool. And he's just like, yeah, you know, I was living in Parkville at the time and this, that. And he goes on and on. I said, well, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm going to Newark because I think I want to move to Miami or Austin or Nashville. And I'm like, well, those are three really different places. He goes, well, I'm a bartender and I have no responsibility and I just want to see what the best thing to do for me is. And I looked at him and I said dead in his face. I said, dude, I envy that. Like, I am not that type of person. And he goes, yeah, well, you think with the other side of your brain, like you're like a career and think about this and you're a planner. And I was like, yeah, I am not the type of person to just leap off of something and then, you know, Google, how do I get a bungee cord attached to my feet right now? now and some people are like that and whatever that gene is you definitely have it yeah i love to you know just jump like sometimes you just have to i mean i've done it career-wise on other and i think but like you said it's a personality thing and i think sometimes it's good and sometimes it's really bad i mean look you can definitely get into trouble and and spin off the rails and and all that i just think it's fun and it's nice to have those nights especially as everyone gets look everyone's getting older more responsibility you know that sort of stuff all right people that wraps up this first half of a special two-part edition of booze your daddy trying to keep these episodes short you can always tune in next time make sure you're following us on our instagram booze your daddy and our brand new facebook page dedicated to the show where we're going to be putting out some live content and a lot of other good stuff daddy loves you we out